The night of May 9th, Haley Price was waiting to meet up with her boyfriend, Brian, so they could make out and talk about what a bitch Alex was being lately. They're going to meet at their usual spot, the field outside the bottle cap factory. Bluff Springs is dark at night. There's only one streetlight, and it's the moon. You can see the stars, which is romantic as fuck. The two of them like to meet in the field and hook up in Brian's mom's old Camry. They liked it because the seats reclined all the way, and they thought it was cool that it still had a tape deck. That's pure romance when you're young and in love and don't live steps from the finest cultural institutions the country has to offer. Hilly loved that car. I do too. I mean, we've both thrown up in that car, you know? But Brian texted Haley to tell her he would be late. He was preparing an elaborate balloon sculpture depicting the two of them on a speedboat to prom pose under. Haley told him not to come. It was getting late anyway, and she was cold. She wanted to go home. I was really hungry anyway, so I made this thing I called Michos, and it's basically like nachos, but instead of chips, you use ground beef. But Haley never did go home. Just a few minutes after sending that text, Haley was shot, stabbed, drowned, strangled, and given a haircut. By 1.30 a.m., the life had drained from her supple body. At least, that's what the police say. Just horrible. I'd keep an eye on Callaway if I were you. Oh yeah, he fucking did it. What do you mean Haley's dead? Oh my god, you didn't know? From The Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm David Pascal, and this is A Very Fatal Murder. It had been two months since Haley's body was found, and the Bluff Springs Police Department still had no major leads. And after hearing about how they had mishandled Brian's cases in the past, and how they never considered bringing a podcaster onto the force to investigate the murder, I knew that I had to question every detail the police presented me with. At this point, I was still the only podcaster on the case, and it was up to me to bring Haley's killer to justice. The police say that all it took to kill Haley was a gun, a knife, a rope, and a pool of water. But that always seemed strange to me. I mean, can a person really be killed from just a gunshot, seven stab wounds, and lack of oxygen? I needed to find out for myself. It's weird, right? I mean, someone doesn't just die because you shot them. David, have you considered doing your own forensic testing? Hmm, yeah. Bring in some experts. The police's official account goes like this. Haley Price began walking home sometime around 1.15 a.m. on May 10th, when she was bludgeoned over the head and dragged into the bottle cap factory. There, she was shot, stabbed, drowned, strangled, put in an ugly shirt, given a mop-top haircut and a manicure, slashed across the stomach, and placed gently on a pillow. By 1.25, she was dead. I needed help to recreate the situation, so Ethel dispatched a group of young, desperate OPR interns to Nebraska. We needed to replicate the official facts perfectly to find out if what the police were alleging was actually true. I got funding from OPR to build an exact copy of the bottle cap factory about a mile outside of town, and I got it up and running in about five months with the help of our team of interns. Eventually, our factory replaced Callaway Industries as the biggest bottle cap producer in mid-Nebraska, and we were employing 2,000 people. We just needed to put the final touches on the testing site. It was 54 degrees and cloudy on the night that Haley was killed, so on the day of the test, we filled the area with massive refrigeration units and rented a blimp to hover in front of the moon. Conditions were finally perfect. At exactly 1.15 a.m., we started. Nice. Okay, uh, Janice, how do you feel? Huh. Okay. So I guess it would have been possible under the right circumstances. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard to say for sure, though. Our first test proved that it actually is possible to kill someone this way. 
But it brought up a huge inconsistency in the police's story. See, in just a matter of hours, the intern I had asked to run the test was arrested and charged with murder. And just a few months later, he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. So why is Calloway still walking free? This episode of A Very Fatal Murder is brought to you by OPR Bottle Caps. OPR Bottle Caps are high quality and produced in a factory in rural Nebraska. They're perfect for any bottle and come in three great colors. Even better, when you support OPR Bottle Caps, you support small town America. Order online at OPRBottleCaps.com today. So from the angle of impact and the amount of blood present here, we know that the victim would have been about here when they were stabbed and shot. So the same place. Yes. You see, because the angle of impact for all of these is just... I asked Gina Lewis, a blood spatter expert from the NYPD, to take a look at the blood stain from Haley's murder. I was hoping that she could give me a better understanding of what actually happened, because she's from New York, too. Uh, Now, what does that angle tell us about the income of the person who did this? That's not something blood spatter helps us determine. I also brought in a haircut expert, Joey Sharp, to help me figure out how long it might have taken to cut Haley's mop top and who might have done it. Wow, okay. See, whoever did this was smart. You got a mastermind on your hands. That's what I thought. I mean, I would never have thought to do this shape for her. But you know what? It actually works with her bone structure. This is insane. How long would a cut like this have taken? And keep in mind that we're in small town America and things just go a little slower around here? Huh, it's hard to say. I mean, a savant like this could get it done in maybe 20 or 30 minutes, but who knows what this guy is capable of. There was one detail about the case that the police had completely failed to address. How could the world be so cruel? Does evil live within us all? And how could such joy and such profound sorrow exist in the same universe? Well, that's a very difficult question to answer, but the Bible does provide some guidance. That's the voice of Father Anthony Scarmone, a priest at All Saints Catholic Church on 9th. If we look to Proverbs 11.17, for example, we see, A man who is kind benefits himself, but a cruel man hurts himself. So while there will always be cruelty in the world... I just feel so hopeless, you know? I mean, she was so young and beautiful. How could God let this happen? But what about Haley's nails, the polish that had been painted just 15 minutes before police arrived? After scouring the internet and feeding Ethel thousands of pages of Seventeen magazine, we discovered what color Haley was wearing. Midnight Plum by Wet and Wild. Hmm. Interesting. Downloading Wet and Wild consumer data. We tried to find a connection between the Callaway family and the Wet and Wild Corporation, but there was none. In fact, Callaway had vehemently opposed the brand when it first hit shelves because he worried that it would drive his own beauty brand, Wet by W.O. Callaway, out of business. It's pretty rare that we see this few prints. The criminal definitely took precautions. You mean like wrapping their hands in $100 bills? Gloves is more likely. I talked to Paula McNamara, a forensic analyst for the state, about fingerprints found at the crime scene. She told me that the area was remarkably free of prints, which made me recall an important detail that a local woman had yelled at me when I was doing some background research about Callaway. He ain't got no fingerprints. They're smooth and shiny, just like the rest of them. What if Callaway didn't have any fingerprints? If that was true, then wasn't every surface without a print covered in Callaway's fingerprints? And if that was the case, the crime scene had Callaway's prints all over it. After doing all that research, I still didn't have conclusive evidence implicating W.O. Callaway. I was no better than the police, and that was unacceptable. The only thing I had learned after months of work was that Haley was a vibrant girl in the prime of her life when she died. But with no real answers and a court order to stay at least 100 feet away from Haley Price's corpse, I was getting frustrated. Can you say your name for us? 
Rachel Lawson. And your position? I'm a professor of screenwriting here at UCLA. Great. Okay, so basically, I'm on episode four of this true crime podcast, and I've got some really dynamite stuff, but I'm worried I'm kind of starting to lose the thread. Uh, do you have any advice for what might get things back on track? Hmm. I assume you've talked to the victim's family. Oh, yeah. Got them crying and everything. And established a prime suspect? Someone with a dark past? Yeah, the town millionaire. He's perfect. That's great. Well, it sounds like you're doing everything right. I guess the only thing I could add is uh, it always helps to end the episode with some sort of bombshell. Something to shake things up and keep your audience riveted. A bombshell. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Uh, thanks. And, and my next question is... That was 10 years ago. Next time on A Very Fatal Murder. Oof, how about that Icelandic volcano? I don't know about this Sarah Palin. God, I hope they rescue those Chilean miners. Okay, this is it. Calloway is on the other side of this door. A Very Fatal Murder is made possible by the entire cast of The Real World Seattle and the National Foundation for Sounds and the Arts. And special thanks to the Big Book of 1000 Facts for fact-checking this episode. Visit our website for more information and a chance to join the next class of OPR interns. Okay, guys, it is pledge season at OPR, and we're doing something special this week, so listen up. We're giving away one brand new murder weapon every hour to one Very Fatal Murder listener who donates to OPR. Can be any amount, whatever you can afford. Even $5 really helps us reach our goal. And one more thing. This week, all our donations are being matched by my parents. Just go to OPR.org to donate.